back to brunch with me, Karen Co. This uh, Tuesday morning, great to have you with me, and I'm also um, thrilled to be welcoming Andrew Dambina, who's uh, waiting on the line, ready to give us his global food and drink update. And the other thing I want you to do, if you can, is go to my Facebook page, which is Karen on RTHK Radio 3, because Andrew has sent me some photos, which I've posted on the Facebook page, that he's going to talk to us about and explain. So if you can head to the Facebook page, it's Karen on RTHK Radio 3. Take a look at those shots and the meanings will be revealed uh, momentarily. So Andrew, welcome back to the program. It's great to speak to you. I haven't spoken to you for a long time. I know. No, nice to speak to you, Karen. It has been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. good. Nice one. I hope you've woken up to a lovely Valentine's Day, have you? Uh, Well, it was like, just get up, hurry up, get dressed to get into the studio. But um, there's still plenty of of hours in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Mine was a bit like that as well. It was, um, uh, well, um, okay, to... uh, to talk through some of those pictures that, I, that you just mentioned there on your Facebook page, um, the, the, the first one, um, a very smartly attired gent offering some drinks. Yes. Um, he, that, uh, he is a local uh, Hong Konger, and his name is Rees Choi. Interesting first name, R-E-E-Z-E, Choi. Mm. And he has just made history over the weekend by coming in at the highest ranking of a sommelier um, through one of the world's most prestigious um, sort of uh, associating and officiating bodies of getting sommelier um, certification. Now, for those listening who don't know what a sommelier is, it's a uh, uh, it's a wine uh, waiter really, which um, which sounds like a downgrade because it's always at the very n- nicest. Um, of restaurants with the best wine sellers. It's the kind of people who can tell at um, a mere sniff whether a, a very good bottle of wine or, um, or champagne um, is, um, is okay to drink. He'll mm. taste it. They're the sort of people that will recommend you um, those. What do you, what, what do you think about those? If you ever go to a nice restaurant, Karen, and you get, and you've got, and you get a sommelier kind of talking through stuff, is it good or can it sometimes be a bit much? I think it's, I think it's good if they have a friendly manner, you know, because if you're not the wine expert, then you want them to be mm. talking to you about the wines in a way that you can understand and yeah. not have it be too highfalutin kind of, you know, fancy schmancy. Whereas you just yeah. want to know, should I order this wine to go with this food? Or I mm. feel like something really light, what would be what would they recommend? Yeah. I, I think it's a good I think it's a great service for for restaurants to have because if if you do have a meal and the wine is is good, then the whole experience is is better. I, I, I agree. And I think also what you said um about having it being approachable is very important because I think that's the same with um with food too from a good um waiting staff that um even though you may sometimes go to a restaurant for a treat on a special occasion which could be valentine's day or a birthday or an anniversary or something special um or as just a treat um then you don't you want to be uh, it's it's up to the staff that comes to the table be it a waiter or a sommelier to gauge um, whether they will be lecturing or engaging in a friendly way. Yes. Uh, the, the, the paying consumer, let's face it. 
So, yeah. So it's, uh, if yeah. You, yeah, so if I you're going to pay a lot of money for the wine, then they should be pretty friendly to you. <laughs> they shouldn't talk down yeah, to you. Indeed. So, indeed. so this yeah. guy so, Rees, he won. Yeah, did, did he um, win a competition or? He, yeah, he 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 um, actually he didn't win it, but he became the second runner-up. Um, he's the first Chinese candidate who has made it to the finals of um, a best sommelier in the world contest, which happens every three years um, in Paris through the Association de la Sommelierie Internationale. Mm-hmm. And that's probably pronounced really bad. That sounded more Italian, the last word there. But, <laughs> but it's uh, uh, which, um, uh, that society has been uh, uh, going for over half a century. And he, uh, he got third place in effect. So second runner-up means third place. The first place went uh, to um, uh, a Latvian uh, person called Raymond Thompson's. And uh, there were 75 contenders who made it through to these final stages. It was quite a, um, um, it's quite a strict vetting procedure that goes through. And yeah, I mean, this, so Rees Choi, um, who has been winning um, competitions Asia-wide, winning and coming runner-up as in second place for many competitions, has, has made it now into the big time. And this has been big news in uh, the kind of food and drinks industry. Um, you know, it's another sign of putting Hong Kong and Asia uh, uh, onto the map in terms of quality. Yeah. So and do we know, yeah. does he work in a restaurant here? And do we uh, know which one? Well, he did work in a few restaurants here, including uh, at one point uh, L'Atelier de Joel Rubuchon, mm. Robuchon rather, which is um, in Central. That's a that's a uh, top um, now uh, deceased um, French chef who has a bit of a global uh, empire. He's up there with some of the big the big names of the prestigious uh, French chefs, and um, he um, so he did work there, but he now has his own. Um, consultancy for bars and restaurants called Somme's Philosophy. So he's the founder of that, mm. having worked with a string of top-notch restaurants uh, at their, you know, in their wine division. Um, this time, uh, the first for the first time, there was a a pairing that took place with vegan dishes, which was um, uh, there was a, uh, it was a recommendation that some of the finalists contestants had to make a pairing for vegan cuisine as it's becoming more. Uh, commonplace, and this apparently was one of the curveballs that was thrown at them because it was a mixture of uh, both Western style and Asian style dishes. So they had to um, they had to pair wines, and they were judged on which went best according to the judging panel, who are all top sommeliers in mm. the world. So that's that's good news Andrew, for, I have uh, for Hong Kong. One question for you: it, yeah. Is you know you have sommeliers, and then you have masters mm. of wine. It, it, is there a, is there yeah. a hierarchy between those two? Well, they are, the, the masters of wine are more um, the, theoretic or theoreticians. So they are people who should have an even more thorough knowledge in terms of theory, history um, of wines. Uh, sommeliers are also training in. A certain level of history, which is which is deep. They really do need to know their stuff. They also go into uh, usually not just wine, so they have to have a spirits and other cocktail and um, and beer kind of knowledge, uh, fortified wine and, and and all of those things. For for a master of wine, they don't have to 
specialize in uh, in anything other than wine itself both oh. sparkling and still they will come across some education on uh, fortified wine port and so on which has extra alcohol added um but that's that, that's the uh, the other difference is it's um about um uh more to do with pairing with food because it's for restaurant service and also engaging um with uh with people who are patrons of restaurants and bars so there's mm. the service part of it too okay thank you so i that, never that's... i never knew the difference really. well i knew they were different but i didn't know what the differences were yeah well well it's interesting because um masters of wine still act as consultants um in a, in a in a way for they can do for for restaurants and places that do have service so there's a blurring there but but in their studies it's um yeah those are the differences hmm. um so i'm going to move on to croatia uh, out of Hong Kong, where a robot is the chef of um, uh, a restaurant that does one-pot meals. And this is um, the, the second um, and third pictures that I sent to you, Karen, mm-hmm. and uh, the listeners might want to check out. Yeah, the, the second um, picture has two glass jars, one with <laughs> what looks like <laughs> nuts and bolts and spare parts in it that says, tip the robots, and the other one yeah. has money in it, and it says, tip the service. Right. So I think that's a joke on behalf of the owners of this restaurant, which has uh, has launched recently and is proving very popular in Zagreb, the capital of Croatia. And the, uh, the, 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 the picture with the dish is one of its signature dishes, which is a gnocchi with lamb. And um, well, the other signature dishes made by robots, and I'll explain more in a moment, are black rice risotto and zucchini pasta, that's just three of the signature dishes out of 70 different dishes that are one-pot meals that are basically uh, programmed to make dishes. They have all fresh produce that is loaded into the robot. Um, the, the name of the place brings a smile to my face. It's called Bots and Pots Sci-Fi <laughs> Restaurant. Bots and Pots? <laughs> yeah, Sci-Fi Restaurant. Sci-Fi Restaurant, <laughs> like science fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and it, it's, it's the they, the owners say it's the world's only restaurant where ready to eat meals are made uh, in a pot by uh, by robot cooks with uh, the only human involvement being loading the devices with fresh ingredients. So any, uh, an order comes in, the fresh ingredients are loaded uh, by someone who works there, and then it's all cooked by the robots. And that's on display, and the patrons who come in can see them being made. Um, it took seven years to turn this idea into reality uh, with an investment in Hong Kong dollars of uh, 8.4 million. It's a small restaurant, but it needed... There's, this is not the only place. I've spoken to Noreen before uh, in, in, in Asia, in Korea and Japan and in Malaysia. There have been a certain amount of uh, restaurants in display windows in restaurants which have been becoming more and more popular. Um, the owners... Um, say that um, that they are hoping to franchise this concept that they've put together. They've spent seven years perfecting um, to uh, to to get them around the world. They mm. hope to make their fortune doing that. Um, one such restaurant with five robots can be run by a single person. That's what the owners are saying. Wow. So, um, I mean, it's it's scary, of course. I don't know. What, what do you think about that prospect? Well. Is the food any good? That's one thing. And they're getting, yeah, they're getting good. They're getting good, uh, good remarks. Okay. Um, uh, I, I only sent you one dish, which is in the preparation stage. They look quite good plated. 
All right. Um, so do the robots also do the service or is, is it kind of self-serve? You don't really... It, I think it... It's, I think it's the one person who's in there who's doing everything. And, and the size of the restaurant, I did have an interior shot that I didn't share with you. It looks like the size of, let's say, a Soho restaurant. And okay. so it's, yeah, um, there's, there's one person who's serving. There are other people in the background that aren't seen who are doing um, a certain amount of, uh, uh, of, of just cleaning vegetables. And, uh, and I think um, cleaning, maybe they pop out to clean tables and stuff, but I'm not sure on the exact operational list. Uh, well, I guess but, uh, if they get the programming right, then at least the food should be consistent because the robot's doing yeah. exactly the same thing every time. Yeah, yeah, and then, and they're not going to cough into the food either, <laughs> are they? So that's, <laughs> and that's they're not going to they're not going to get sick or, or have yeah. arguments or presumably yeah, spill things to the one person in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or or uh, yeah, or come in drunk. That sort of thing, all of that sort of stuff. Or not come in at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's good. Um, I know. I, I want to see if I've got time for a couple more um, pieces here. So this was going to be the final one, but I've got something I might uh, mention at the end. If mm -hmm. We've got time. Um, there's um, uh, finally um, in in Hong Kong. Um, there's um, a new food and drink fundraising initiative that has just. Um, got its act together to, with, with a lot of planning in advance to have its first event next Thursday, that is February the 23rd. It's called RUN, which is um, probably not that well pronounced, but it's, uh, it means people or person in Mandarin, Chinese, mm -hmm. RUN. Um, and the uh, new organisation is raising funds for different types of um, NGOs and charities in Hong Kong. The first one, which is a big pop-up uh, banquet really three local top chefs are going to be involved they're getting graphics and interior done by a top uh, hong kong gra uh, graphic and interior designer and they are also getting a top hotel here in hong kong involved in providing lots of um, bits and pieces that are needed everything is being provided by donation to raise money for the hong kong student aid society uh, youth programs and it's happening uh, in Base Hall 2 in Jardine House Central next Thursday right. but I'm telling you all this but you have to look out for future ones I'm mentioning it but all the tickets are gone oh. and I'm not doing that to so I wasn't doing it to let people know deliberately but they have just they've only just really announced to the public that this is happening I wanted to let people know to look out for this in the future because coming up after next week's event as a collaboration with Moxie, a cafe and restaurant in Alexandra House in Central that specialises in contemporary Australian kind of top uh, cafe, it's cafe and approachable mm. uh, cuisine, but it's you know it's in it's in Central in Alexandra House, so it's kind of elevated. How, how um, could we learn about the the upcoming events? Do they have? Uh, well, you can go to um, www.renhongkong.com. So run. Okay. HongKong.com, and that takes you there. They are a startup, and so I've tried. I, I've been on to that, and that takes you to an Instagram page. They're going to be broadening. Um, their, they do. They will have a proper website soon. I was in touch with the founder of Run. Her name is Jo Su Tang. She also does Cookie Smiles, which is a big charity that that um, that has been around for years in Hong Kong. Um, and she said that she wants the new fundraiser organisation to connect people through food and beverage throughout Hong Kong. Mm. Um, so, so it's going to be an ongoing thing. The thing at Moxie Cafe, Alexandra House, that's coming next, 
is going to be a take on lamingtons. Oh, I love um, lamingtons. Yeah, do, do you have some Australian background? <laughs> yeah, Karen? I used to make lamingtons. Yeah, um, okay. We, we've always, actually, interestingly, in Australian schools, they often have yeah. lamington drives, which you get in a kind of production line, um, mm. someone on the chocolate sauce, someone on the coconut, and yeah. you sell these to raise money for the school. So Oh, as well. Yeah, okay. So so there's a tradition of that. There's a that's, Lamington that's, there's fundraising is definitely a tradition. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that. And in the middle, uh, underneath that chocolate sauce and um, the desiccated coconut is sponge, isn't it? Yes. So it's kind of it's a, and that's a trad um Aussie uh cake. Okay, now so you can go to runhongkong.com to find out more about those. I'm going to quickly move on. As it's uh, Valentine's Day, um, uh, where better than the most romantic country in the world, Wales in the UK, <laughs> um, which, which, uh, which came out with a, um, a, an article. I, I scoured some for aphrodisiac foods for Valentine's Day, and they have the four top ones, according to experts that were interviewed, that was a, um, a pharmacy, a pharmacist, and a director of a uh, sexual wellness brand of um, nutritional supplements. And they came uh, to these conclusions, top four. Um, and I'll only explain the ones that need it. The first one, I'm not even going to bother to mention. Well, I will mention that it's bananas, and that's all I'm going to say about okay. it. Um, and, uh, the, but the next one, chocolate. And uh, not, not that surprising as, um, you know, it's got a big, uh, certainly the chocolate manufacturers are always trying to go for big sales on Valentine's Day. But is it an, an aphrodisiac? Do you, you might know the answer to this already. It's quite a well-known one, do you, Karen? I think it is. It's, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's got high levels of uh, phenylethamine, which is um, a stimulant for the central nervous system, thought to release serotonin and dopamine. These are feel-good hormones um, that play a key role in attraction, uh, arousal, and falling in love. So it's a mood enhancer, basically. Right. Um, so that's chocolate. Watermelon. Didn't know about this. Described by some of these experts interviewed as a natural Viagra. Um, suggested, yeah, suggested that drinking watermelon juice before getting intimate uh, can assist men who are in need with a physical boost. And uh, that's because there's amino acid uh, called citrulline, which is um, a stimulant found in the flesh and the skin of watermelon. The skin has a higher quantity of it, so that would be not such a tasty thing to chew on if the if, if men folk wanted to get the most out of their watermelon for that purpose. Finally, right. when we're running out of time, yep. coffee. Um, coffee uh, also is um, good for um, to, to release pheromones and as part of uh, uh, triggering dopamine as well. That's all I'll say because I know we're out of time. Okay. So a couple of ideas. Thank you, Andrew, and I'm sure you'll be enjoying all of those sometime today. Thanks so much, Andrew, for talking to us. <laughs> Looking Thank forward you. to Thank catching you, up with you soon again. Indeed.